can I just grab tissues? My nose is running so bad. Oh. Blow my nose, so you guys go do that. I'm alone. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Dishes and Dimes. The NBA might be on hiatus, but we are not, of course. And so I'm joined today by the lovely, very funny, y'all know her from her timeline, y'all know her from her own podcast, which is great. She hates pigeons, she loves the Raptors, the very (laughs) funny Kyle Lowry Burner, Rataj. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to have you here. And my first time doing a pod with you, I think. Me? Yeah, is it? No, it's our second one. We did the first one together. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Also, you are right here in her voice. It's Sidra. I've been listening to um, the Zach Lowe podcast, and he has Beck on. So I wanted to do, like, a, a what up, Sid, or, like, a what up, Rhett, to introduce you guys. But I messed that up. So what's up, Sidra? Uh, you know, I'm just out here. Um, guys, if I cough during this, I apologize. I have tonsillitis. I don't have anything else. I've been, I've been to the doctor, uh, but I might cough. Yeah, what's up, guys? How you, how y'all doing? I'm back in Canada. Living. <laughs> I have healthcare again. It's fine. We're fine. So normally, when we start off these pods, we go into games, and the Raptors have played a couple of games since our last episode. I don't know that anyone's really interested in dissecting the Kings game. We can maybe talk a little bit more about the Jazz game, but. Not so much, you know, caring about X's and O's and rotations and, you know, playoff potential. I guess the Raptors are not going to see the Jazz in the playoffs because even if the Raptors make the finals, there's no chance in hell that team is. But I think (laughs) we're going to talk a little bit about the Jazz game. It'll be about Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, of course, being uh, or testing positive for the coronavirus and the Raptors being the last team to have played them. You guys... Have any concerns for the team? Do you have anything to say about that? It's just so shocking. And I feel so bad for Rudy Gobert. I know he feels really bad. Like, everybody is blaming him. So I just, I don't want to be the one attacking him. Like, we all make mistakes. We all do th- stupid things. And we all think we're invincible. So I don't want to put all that blame on him. I agree. When I was watching the game, I was really happy to see that we kept Rudy at, like, minimal shooting. But that meant that Serge was so close to him Mm -hmm. so when I found out that he tested positive I was like oh no (laughs) what's gonna happen definitely the microphone thing I think everyone's seen it by now that was really stupid yeah the video of of Gobert just touching all of those microphones I don't want to like take any blame away from Gobert because that was just no absolutely in that moment but when you have the president of the United States literally getting up there and telling people it's a hoax and it's just the flu. Like when you have people trivializing it, like it's not like Rudy Gobert was the one person in the entire world who was trivializing this in this moment. Lots of people were, right? Especially in America where it hadn't really hit. It wasn't, you know, what what happens in Italy and there's this thing about American exceptionalism and I know that Rudy Gobert is French, but there is something with being there and seeing everything happen 
far away from you that makes you think it's exempt from happening to you. You know, you're, yeah. you're it's yeah, just distant and far away that I'm sure he didn't see it as being as serious as he clearly now knows it is. Yeah. Because he was making a joke and didn't think anything of it. But most of us, you know, when that video came out, I don't think any of us were like, oh my gosh, now he has it. No, like, nobody not at really all. took that away. And I mm-hmm. don't even think that he got it from the mics. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way yeah. to prove that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, the virus is indiscriminate. So if not him, then it would have been somebody else. Like, at this point, it's really just about getting these guys the care that they need, the isolation that they need, and not attacking Rudy for having a virus. Yeah, I mean, Rudy kind of triggered the NBA actually taking it seriously. There was right. talks about, like, no fans and uh, and no spectators, whatever. But the fact that there was a bunch of guys playing against each other every night that was dangerous that kind of triggered everything where it's like okay we need to take this seriously now and hopefully protected a bunch of other basketball players and and staff yeah yeah absolutely absolutely like the nba was just taking half measures to protect you know the, the bottom line to them which was their money and it got to a point where once a player tests positive you know, the bottom line is now going to be affected again because you can't have LeBron James, you can't have Giannis, you can't have your biggest stars test positive for the coronavirus. And so they had to pause it at that point. And Rudy Gobert stopped the inevitable from happening and he stopped it when it got really, before it could get really, really bad. Because this could have been so yeah. much worse. You're affecting other players. Then you're affecting the staff that works around the team, the refs, their families. This goes so far out than just having 20,000 fans in the arena. Forget the fact that yeah. some of the owners wanted to have fans in the arena and didn't want to lose out on, on the revenue of having of, of having people watch their games, however much money they, they gain from that. They didn't want to lose that. And it's like, think about the lawsuits that you're opening yourself up to when you're putting 20,000 people in a closed room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that, like, the athletes are probably going to be fine virus-wise, but the people that they're maybe giving it off to or, like, you know, the children of people who work at the arena, like, those are the people that are going to be the most at risk. Shutting mm-hmm. down the NBA was probably the best thing they could have done. Yeah, like, exactly. I have gone a little stir-crazy, oh but Me too. this just puts things in perspective. Like, I have no excuse. I have no excuse to, like, not do my homework because, like, the NBA is suspended. But what am I doing watching <laughs> Drag Race? Like, I'm just, I'm being an idiot. You guys, I'm, I'm literally, like, right before this call, literally watched the entirety of Contagion. Have you guys seen it? No, but no. It's literally, oh, the parallels are insane. Like, the way they're isolating the virus in a bat. Like, in the movie, I literally was shaking. Don't watch it. But I've been making myself <laughs> so anxious. I'm literally going to watch so, it tonight. It's actually crazy. Like, watch it and you're actually going to be scared. Like, I'm I'm expecting rioting and looting to happen tomorrow. She's going to turn into like, the curse. Rioting and looting. Did you guys, that's what they do no, in the movie. Not really. They riot and, know, like, they, start looting? They riot and loot because... Yeah, because, like... Like, the, the purge? Stores, like, like, shut down. It's so bad. I know. But... Okay, in the movie, it starts off with them being like, oh, it's just like a viral infection. Like, it's fine. Which is exactly what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just the flu. Oh, my gosh. Fine. Be fine. Yeah, but people are, like, starting to go, like, a little intense. Like, the my sister was telling me, like, the manager of No Frills was like, guys, like, we literally get new shipments every other day. Like, we're not running out of things. Can you stop (laughs) doing what you're doing? Like, just relax. But people are, like... 
I guess they're just scared. I don't. I don't know. Like a toilet photo. paper thing. What? What is I a toilet paper thing? That's my question. I don't get I don't it. Know. We're all Muslim here, so yeah, we're that's true. <laughs> all Muslim. I don't know uh, the toilet paper thing. It's I don't not relate. Cannot relate. Like I, I so genuinely funny. do not get it. And the thing is, I genuinely do need toilet paper. Like I was yeah. actually <laughs> same. But so, I need it, but I don't need like twelve packages or whatever they're called and then you finally find it and then you feel guilty walking around with it and you want to tell people like i'm not stocking up i actually need this toilet paper everyone's giving you a dirty look did your did your guys's like families did your guys's families like buy a bunch of stuff or have they been like pretty chill about it i live Um, in a condo in Toronto. we have no we have no space to store a bunch of stuff so i know (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, we were running out of toilet paper like two weeks ago, so we went and bought toilet paper. But like usually at Costco, we usually do this, and we brought we bought soap, and then we just bought like lentils because we were running out and we're brown and we need lentils at all times. But like everybody's just like everybody at Costco was like going insane, and that was two weeks ago, so I can't imagine what they're going through like now. No, it's bad now. I was at the grocery store this morning. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> And also, what happened to social distancing? Like, yeah. What happened? <laughs> you see, like, someone behind you standing a little too close, and you're just like, social distance. <laughs> Dude, I freaking went to the Dude. grocery store before I came back to Canada, and I have a cough, and I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, somebody's either going to, like, punch me, and they have guns in this country. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Like, I need, I need hauls right now. I literally opened the packet of hauls, like, while I was shopping because I was afraid to cough on someone. But oh, people oh, are going crazy. Terrible. Are you guys set, like self isolating then? I know yeah. it's her birthday weekend, so it's she's, my birthday she's, weekend. If I die, I die. No virus is gonna stop a birthday. Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I was I was thinking that earlier today. I was like, what about people who have like birthdays right now? Literally, they can't go out or anything. Well, I guess you are. <laughs> You know. I'm not like <laughs> out, out. Like I, I'm. We're, we got like uh, there's an Airbnb. It's my friend's birthday as well, and so um she's doing it. I told her I was like I'm like you know have a runny nose. Like I don't feel great. She's like just don't stay near me and just come over. Yolo. And I was just like we're still doing Yolo. Okay. I have to self isolate for 14 days because I just came back from the U S. And like my my parents are older and I don't want to be that person. Yeah. So yeah. I'm literally in the basement, but I'm usually in the basement when I'm home anyways, just like watching TV. But now that there's no basketball, I'm self-isolating on Netflix, so. You guys, no basketball is actually driving me insane. Like, I thought it was going to be fine, but we're two days in, and I literally don't know what to do with myself. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, what are we going to do? The fact that we have to self-isolate and we don't get basketball, because that's what I'd be doing if I was self-isolating. It's just like, okay, we'll turn on again. And the fact that my classes got canceled literally this morning. Like, imagine I had NBA so and no class. Oh, my, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so fun. Show. Just get into a new show. Let's get into some questions, actually. You know, there's really not much else we can really talk about in terms of games. So we might as well get into our questions portion, the dime bag here. And I will start off with Andrew Flash at Flash MK- MQT asks, if Gobert gave Corona to Surge, what should his punishment be? We talked about Surge play, uh, guarding Gobert for most of the night. And so what would 
your punishment to go bear be? We kind of answered this a little bit, but if you guys wanted to touch on it again. I mean, self-isolation is pretty bad, so. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Also, the Twitter trolls right now are probably giving go bear pretty good punishment. <laughs> All the Yeah, don't be stuff. mean to him. Don't, don't be, mean. be mean. He saves so many people. Like, I think that's the best way to look at it. Yeah, thanks, Rudy. Appreciate thanks you. rudy <laughs> thanks rudy we're just gonna like we're just gonna make rudy the hero that's that's what we're doing here that's what the title of this pod is gonna be it's gonna be rudy my hero <laughs> rudy, my, rudolph maybe the yeah man. my hero maybe i'll pass like, <laughs> rudolph my classes. The man. that is funny okay so yes we're not gonna find a gobert his punishment should be whatever he's going through right now he probably feels terrible sitting at home yeah realizing he shut down the nba jasper at underscore Jasper Wong asks, and we kind of talked about this a bit, and we can we can go into this some more. What will you be replacing your time spent watching basketball with? All of us have, you know, some more free time on our hands. No basketball to fill it up. So what are we going to be doing? I mean, I, I should be studying. That... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Studying would be good. Yasmin on Twitter, I retweeted it, but she was like, I will be returning the crime. I don't know what she said. But I thought that <laughs> oh yeah, she did say that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Wait, Rataj, are you gonna be returning to crime? What crimes <laughs> have you committed in the past that we don't know about? I don't crime and tell, ladies. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Listen, she, she told she told us about the purge that she's planning with this contagion movie. It gave her oh some my ideas. God, she's literally going to start looting. <laughs> <laughs> Hide your toilet papers from a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for your toilet paper. <laughs> too much hoops, Brad. At too much hoops, asks. Um, what? Shout out to Brad. Shout you know what? Honestly, if you want to, if you're missing basketball and you need to like find some time to watch some stuff, watch the videos that he puts out. They're great, and it's just. It's mm-hmm. just basketball that'll that'll fill your heart with joy watching the Raptors play some great defense. Mm-hmm. What's the best game you've ever seen in person? Ooh, that's Ooh. a good question. Do you Who guys that remember? Question? That's a really good question. When the Raptors played the Wizards this year, and Lowry was trying to foul out, and he like he sh- like tried to like shoot a three, but like was flopping, and it somehow went in. Oh. And it was like from like the middle of the court. Insane. Yes. And I saw that in person. And I You saw that live? I saw that one live. And like everyone beside me was literally like That's my favorite oh. shot of the season. <laughs> it was such a good shot. And people were like, How did that even go in? Like nobody celebrated at first because we were like, Kyle fucking Lowry. Like how <laughs> how does that work? Kyle Lowry Burner. Yeah. That's why I'm Kyle Lowry Burner. Yeah, Bradley Beal's face on that was so great. Like, he just watched it. And his shoulders slumped. He looked so defeated. Like, yes. see, you know what? Poor Bradley Beal. Yes. <laughs> Poor guy. We got to get him out of Washington. <laughs> I feel bad for you, Bradley. Wait, I think I have a... Yeah, I do have a favorite game. Oh, um, I forgot the Game five it. in 2016 of the first round. Pacers versus the raptors obviously <gasps> yes um and we it was like 99 to like 102 or something um <laughs> and it was like the last 13 seconds that the no. pacer shot a three and it went in and then demar had two free throws that went in and i was there and the uh, oh my gosh it it was just wild i think it was still the air canada center back then 
Yeah. And everybody just lost their mind. It was it was awesome. That's crazy. There was this at the end, like everybody walked out of of the Air Canada Center, and they like, were just like dancing on the street because we were the they were just so excited, and like a Pacers like. I don't know, like some somebody in their basketball operations. He looked like like a, a white Santa Claus, and he's like walked out. <laughs> I love that because had... Santa Claus isn't white. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> I have to paint a picture, okay, guys? He was like, he- like no heading onto the Pacers bus, and I was just like, "Go home, get out of here!" Just being my obnoxious self. He's like, "Great game, you guys played great," and I was like, "Oh my god." I- joking I, I love you congratulations um, you, guys have, you guys have done so well and I just hugged him out of nowhere because I felt so bad you hugged and him. Was just like all right That's like so I hugged just, just like some random guy oh he had a, a pacers he was bald and he had a pacers tattoo on the back of his head it was wild. That's who looked like Maybe. Santa Claus? Santa Claus no, he, looks like a guy with a tattoo on the back of his head. It was Santa Claus who worked for the pacers and I was just like Okay, quick question. Do you know what Santa Claus... I know you're Muslim. (laughs) Do you know what Santa Claus looks like? Yeah, I mean, I've seen, like, um, Coca-Cola commercials before. (laughs) That's fair. fair. Those guys, right? Like, that's Santa? (laughs) Sure, yes. Sure, yeah. There are polar bears and there's Santa Claus. Um, My favorite game that I've gone to, I want to say, was when I was really little. My uncle took me to. My uncle used to take me to all the games. He's like a huge reason why I'm a big basketball fan. And um, it would have been one of Vince Carter's last game as a Raptor, and the Raptors were playing the Spurs. And I was on a run, guys, of only going to games that were wins, which is really tough when the Raptors are like a really crappy team. But yeah, um, it like it had just only been wins, and it was against the Spurs. Right. And uh, I remember him like asking me to go, and I was like, "Yes, what? Bet?" And so my of uncle takes me to this game, and seven-year-old um, bet, bet. Huh? I was saying seven-year-old Iman is just like bet. I'm like <laughs> bet. Yes. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, King, let's go." Um. So we went to. The game. Oh my god. <laughs> So we went to the game, and I remember the Raptors were getting destroyed, and people were like booing Vince in the arena. He had oh, no. game. he was so bad. He had like two points or something. He was just like it was it was such a bad game, and it looked like the Raptors were going to lose. And I was heartbroken because I was like, first of all, they're booing my favorite player. So shut up. And second of all, I was like, I'm going to a game where they lose. Like this can't happen. Like what the hell? This is like my streak was on the line, and um, Chris Bosh had this massive game. He had, like, 20 and 10, and the Raptors ended up, like, outscoring the uh, Spurs by, like, 25 or 30 points in, like, the first oh winning the game. <laughs> and it was just, like, the most improbable win, but I was literally there, like, praying to God, being like, Allah, please, like, I've never been to a loss. Like, don't want to go to a loss now. <laughs> like, really just, like, in the stands praying, and I was like, prayer works, you guys. Like, that's oh. reasonable. And it was just such a fun game because it was, like, very much the transition from, like, it being Vince's team to it being Chris Bosh's team with, like, Vince just Amazing. getting the bed in the game and then Chris Bosh having um such a good performance at like in his rookie season i guess oh that's so funny yeah our I sophomore year yeah 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 so let's go to another question here at tto 
B-I-Q-U-E-R. I apologize. I do not know how to pronounce that. So I spelled it out for you. Um, guesses on who's going the most stir-crazy, who's enjoying their quarantine a little too much, and slash or who broke the quarantine rules first. And what are you guys doing without ball? Really needing suggestions. <laughs> so there's a lot there. We'll start with who's enjoying their quarantine a little too much. And Stanley. <laughs> we all know Stanley's enjoying his quarantine. Let's be real. Yes, that's true. We, we all think Stanley did that. Shout out to Yasmin for pointing that out. I know. I didn't even notice it. And then I was like, oh my God, there are literally tapes like right there. <laughs> oh, yes, that was his picture. Yeah. yeah. A professional Epic. gamer by the end of this quarantine. Who broke the rules? Who broke the rules, you think? I feel like Matt Thomas strikes me as the kind of guy who needs fresh air. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but he needs he's the kind of guy that, that yeah, needs, needs to hike once in a while. He <laughs> needs to hike. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs a good Sunday hike. Goes outside. <laughs> I feel like it's Pat McCaw. He feels like a rule breaker. He makes When you're a three-time champ, you make your own rules. You know what I mean? Like, no one in the NBA can defeat you. Coronavirus can't defeat you either. <laughs> Three times I feel like you're the coronavirus. Yeah, he's un- he's unbeatable. We've we've proved that in his NBA career. <laughs> Pat McCaw somehow wins a ring against coronavirus. <laughs> Can't beat <laughs> coronavirus. He somehow gets a championship ring out of it. That's good. I feel like Serge has already like broken rules with like the whole Amazon thing he was doing. Like I don't know how did how did those Amazon boxes get to that door? I feel like his Where shorts are too before? short. Pardon? Yeah, I feel shorts- like his shorts are too short to be like corresponding with any Corona rules. Like I feel like you need to wear shorts that at least you know, like that rule in high school, where you have to put like a palm between your knees, and if it goes above that, it's too, it's too short. His shorts be real. Those rule. those rules never applied to men. First of all, <laughs> so they could do whatever they wanted. <laughs> That's um, true. His middle school principal would not be upset. His legs. It just, it's fine. <laughs> It was short, but it was fine. Yeah. He also has way nicer legs than I'll probably ever have in my life. So, thanks a lot, Serge. I feel like, okay, I'm in the video right now, but I feel like those boxes could have come in in maybe like two trips. And he took like eight to get them into the door. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He just had to bend over in front of the camera. We see you, Serge. (laughs) We know what you're trying to do, man. His legs were, like, freshly lotioned. Like, he knew what he was doing. He probably had a fresh manicure. I mean, a pedicure. Like, like, he knew what he was doing, okay? Not that I mind. Thank you, thank you, Serge. We appreciate it. We're going stir-crazy, and no, we need I'm some content. News. Like, his hoodie makes it feel like it's cold, and then his shorts are, like... He's got, like, basically Bati riders on. Like, what? what is the temperature? <laughs> like, I'm confused. I'm confused by your outfit, Serge. Um... Them? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Ramisa asks, what do you think is in Serge's Amazon boxes since we're talking about it already? One of them looked heavy. Yeah, one of them said like caution heavy. Oh yeah. So does. I bet you that's like almond milk packages or some some weird <laughs> shit like that. I feel like he's the type of guy to order like a specialty super expensive vase. Like during times like this. <laughs> he's just decorating he's, his apartment <laughs> he's just going all out he's still flexing coronavirus 
doesn't mean anything. They're just oh, gonna make yeah. it good. Make his house look good. Yeah. Or probably food. I don't know. Uh, he probably has some like essential oils and some like diffusers and he's just gonna have you like know, a self care like we you know it. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely he definitely has some like eucalyptus oil essential oils in there for sure. Does he take bubble baths? He looks he like does. someone that takes bubble baths. He looks like someone yeah. who does, yeah. He's got like wine for it. He'll like set a candle. I wish I looked like someone who took bubble baths. Like that's such like you a do. cute thing. You look like someone who no, takes bubble baths. I look like someone that just takes showers. <laughs> Why'd you say showers like that? Showers. Like showers. I try showers. to get deeper, but I just take showers, you know, because I'm just like Jake McGrail at the Jake McGrail says, "What would you rather? The NBA restarts a few months from now, the playoffs go on until August slash September, and the 2021 season starts in December, aka it's a shortened season, or the entire season is officially declared null and void, start next season normally in the fall." So it's like a minimum 30 days. I read, hey. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, Honestly, um, I don't think it matters because either way, the Raptors would still be the champions. So I'm fine with it. Hey, do whatever. Yeah. Else. This is like a peasant problem. I don't have to deal with it. I'm a champion. I don't have to deal with this. You guys do what you want. I agree. Figure figure agree. out your little coronavirus. <laughs> you and your little coronavirus. Figure yourself out. I'm fine. Thanks. Can the NBA just like go a year without having a champion? Would the Players Association allow that? Like, would LeBron James or like Giannis, would Kawhi Leonard, would these guys be just like, all right, yeah, we'll just go a year wasted and not win a championship, well, possibly? Really, I mean, they're gonna lose them anyway, like you said. Patrick McCaw's gonna win the next one. We know this, but do you <laughs> think the, the players would even allow something like that? Yeah, I don't know, I man. I mean, you didn't think they would allow, like, a, whatever's happening now, so... This is, yeah, like, yeah. unprecedented territory, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. If they give out awards, do you guys think it'll be based on, like, up till now? Like, will there be an MVP? Oh, my gosh. That's scary. That's I didn't scary. even think that far. Yeah. Because, like, do we give the MVP to Giannis now, or do we give it to him two months from now? because we're gonna give it to him anyways (laughs) it's true it's true i honestly i think that i think that they should just like forget the regular season like from now until mid-april like who cares and then just start the playoffs just start the playoffs seems like a problem yeah you you miss the playoffs oh well you're the sixth seed and you want to be the fourth seed before the season over? Oh, well. Um, and then start the playoffs. How's the weather down there? I don't know. It's fine up here, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boston, you want to catch up to us? Oh, well. Ugh. I-, I do like the standing right now. Yeah. This is a good time to like, the NBA. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I think maybe, I don't think they'll do playoffs this year. I really think we'll go until the fall. Whoa. Without anything. I mean, if it gets but worse, I'm back this summer. Back. Unless they push it back. Like, they just continue to play the games, and then playoffs end up being sometime in, like, July. Basically. What scares me about that is that means that, like, this does not get better soon. Because the NBA is not losing money if the rest of us are at work and everything is moving smoothly for, the for like, the rest of the world, right? Because I, I think that, like, they're going to be in a panic when yeah. we're in a 
panic. And so if it doesn't return to some sort of normalcy for the NBA, that means our lives don't return to normalcy either, which is like actually scary to think about like this possibly getting worse a month from now um, and yeah. not really having an end until possibly the fall. Okay, yeah, not to like project the Contagion movie that I just watched, but we haven't even been able to test everyone. So like, this is so unprecedented. Like we're literally walking in the dark. It could just get a lot worse than this before it gets better. You know what I mean? If it gets better oh, at all. God. Yeah, I mean, do it, project. We're not, we're not doctors. We're not scientists. If anyone's taking our word for it, they're idiots. <laughs> like, yeah. like, we, can, we can base all of this off of movies because who cares? <laughs> That's actually so fair. Yeah. So my final message is hide your wives, hide your kids, <laughs> buy all the toilet paper that you find, steal it if you have to. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt that. Invest in some form of water for yourself. If you <laughs> want to buy a cut that. Invest in water. If you want to take a jug, fill that up with water, get that and put that next to your toilet. Invest in some water. Yo, just go to your, like, local Pakistani Indian grocery store and buy yourself a lota and call it a day, bro. Like, it's not that serious. Coronavirus. It's fine. That's so fucking funny. We're about to convert the entire world from coronavirus. Who knew? Your finger out and say a shadow of love. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone listening to the podcast? (laughs) I couldn't hold my coffin. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. It's actually crazy. At 416 Dirty D. Okay. How epic would it be be if KD and Kyrie came back and the Raptors still knocked the Nets out in the first round? So we're talking playoffs. He believes the playoffs are happening. He thinks the playoffs Ugh. are happening. And he I'm thinks, like what, KD and Kyrie are going to do what he think He's saying, how epic would it be if KD and Kyrie come back and, you know, the Nets are in the seventh seed and the Raptors still manage to beat the Nets? <laughs> that would be pretty epic, 416D. <laughs> no, it's not 416D. I, it is 416D. Please. <laughs> Oh my Dirty God. D. That's important. Everybody go dirty follow 416 D. Dirty D. Honestly, it would be so awesome because I think just be think great. about every annoying troll last year. Not that I think about them all the time, but I'm just saying like <laughs> there there's so many annoying people Red that were like, Oh, Katie this, Katie that. Well, I mean, if you lose, what's your excuse now? Katie's back. Like you still suck, Brooklyn. Jeez. <laughs> And shots at I love it. I would love to see KD play, though, regardless of Raptors winning, which they will. I think he's such a fun yeah. player to watch. Yeah, I miss him. I miss Clay. Like, there's like integral play. people in the NBA that are like, injured right now. Anthony Canton, the third, says, "Let's forget about the Raptors beating the Warriors in the finals for a second here." He says, Mm-mm. "Let's take the 2019 playoffs out of the conversation." What classic uh, Raptor game are you watching first if 2019 didn't happen? So give me the classic Raptor playoff game or a classic Raptor game. doesn't have to be a playoff game, I guess, that you would watch if 2019 did not exist. I don't really remember life before 2019 because I'm a champ and <laughs> I don't that worry that. Does that mean you're not a DeMar anymore? Time out, time out, time out. Is that is that what I that was means? literally thinking about Demar's uh, dunk against Detroit, and I was like, "That was epic." That Do was. Do you remember that dunk? Yes, to win the game. Yeah. 
Murdered Anthony Oliver. I think my eyes rolled back for a hot second. Not to be weird, but it just happened. I was just like, <laughs> that game was memorable to me because I was literally like on the ground screaming, saying like, "Is he okay? Is he injured? No, he's fine. Okay, that was fucking amazing." I think for me, my like my favorite Raptors playoff game is like a tie. It all comes from 2016 playoffs. It would either be Kyle Lowry in Game Seven against the Miami Heat, um, Ooh, and what yeah. people do there, just because that was the fir- that was the first time that the Raptors won a Game Seven to advance to the Conference Finals, and it was just uh, such an amazing moment because the last time the Raptors made it to a Game Seven was the Vince Carter shot uh, at that point. So it was just so much fun to watch Kyle Lowry be the best player on the court in that game, and then mm-hmm. in that same playoffs. Game four against the Cavs was so much fun because everyone was just like, Raptors took one game from them. They're not going to win two in a row. There's no way they tie the series up. You know, it's over. And then the Raptors just went toe-to-toe with the Cavs in the fourth quarter. The the Cavs' offense was absolutely unstoppable because they just played, you know, two-stretch bigs and the Raptors can't do anything against that. And their, their offense was untouchable, but the Raptors kept pace. Like, they couldn't stop them. They couldn't defend them to save their lives. But they, the offense was matched, and that was because of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry really stepping up and mm-hmm. being stars. That was, like, the one game where you could look at Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan being real stars in the playoffs for the team, and it was just very fun to watch. That was also just, Ooh. like, watching them play, but also the culture re- starting. Like, it really shifted in Toronto, and it was, like, so incredible to see how excited people were. And everybody was like everybody who wasn't a Raptors fan was watching that playoff season. It was it was awesome. Rataj, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yes. Okay. My favorite game probably was in the 2017 playoffs, and it was Game Six against the Bucks. And I the score like I don't know. We did really bad in the fourth quarter, but um, Demar ended up dropping like 30. It was just like a really fun game. Or the one before that, Game 5, where Norman Powell went sicko mode. <laughs> and now he just always does that. All righty. Okay. Lasers asks, on a scale of 1 to Tillman Fertitta, what is the broken <laughs> oh thing you've done when you've had... <laughs> so, uh, for those people who do not know... Tillman Fertitta is the owner of the Houston Rockets, and he is the brokenest billionaire in the entire <laughs> world. The man is always, like, his pockets are so tight. Yeah, he's a billionaire who owns an NBA team. Complains about everything. Um, China, you know, and, and the feud that started with Daryl Morey, that cost him some dollars, and he was complaining about that. He got rid of some players because it would cost him too much money, and now his team can't win a game. He has just... Oh, poor billionaire. I feel so bad for his small pockets. He didn't want to play in games without fans in the arena. You know, let's risk everybody's health because it would cost him too much money. Because Um, I'm rich and I have health care. Yeah, I'm yeah. a billionaire. He bought a chain, a steak chain that was worth like nearly $50 million right now. And apparently, I don't know, but it's just, I guess, no, nobody going to his restaurants because of coronavirus, whatever it is, he's complaining about losing too much money right now. And he only wants the postponement of games to be a couple of weeks because, you know, you got to think about the money that they're losing. And he's going to go off in his billionaire bunker and be all safe from the coronavirus. 
Bro, nobody yeah. cares about you. Nobody cares about you. So when, when, or what is the brokest thing you've done when you've had money? Do you guys have any instances of, of acting like broke boys when you might have had some some dollars in your bank account? I've never had money, so <laughs> let's start there. I was just gonna say, no, I'm I mean, just like, a perpetual broke boy. Yeah, same. <laughs> I think, like, after undergrad, like, two years I was working, that was, like, the peak of my life. Um, <laughs> what did I do then? I, like, made people buy me pizza when I had money, so, like, I guess that's, like, the brokest thing I've done, but y'all know how I feel about pizza. You never gone to, like, Sephora and asked for, like, a sample when really you were just planning on using that for a night because you were like, I don't want to buy this in full. <laughs> or, like, I think it was Mac. Or, like, go to Sephora. They got, like, a 30-day exchange policy. You just, like, return that back, and you're like, don't need this anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've done so many brushes. broke things. <laughs> That's broke. Yeah, the brushes. That's broke. Like, That's some broke action. Yeah, for me, I go, let's be real, like, I can't actually. So you just return it, and you make sure nobody spills anything on you, which is a very hard thing to do, I've learned. Julie, I love Julie, at Julie J's asks, if the season doesn't resume, it looks as though Vince Carter has played his last NBA game. If you had to choose, what would be your favorite Vince Carter memory? For me, it's like, it's just a dunk contest. Like, it's so easy. But like, I, I talked about it on the first episode. It was what made me become a Raptor fan when I was so young. And so it's always just going to be the one thing that I associate Vince Carter with. Ugh, I'm such a sap. But it was when like Kyle Lowry was having this discussion with everyone saying like, you guys, I think it's time to stop booing him. And then when he came home, he got this, like, incredible response. And you could tell that he got so freaking emotional being home and, like, people just cheering him. But obviously the freaking dunk contest. Like, that one first. And then the the sappy moment because I am a very emotional person. Um, Vince might have been before my time, but I've seen a lot of the dunk compilations on YouTube. And I think it was the one where he... <laughs> dunked over that like white guy what's his name I wasn't sure when it was but he basically just oh yes USA versus France yes Sydney Olympics Vince dunking yes. over homie what's his name Frederick Weiss yes big tall white guy yeah yes. seven footer big tall Dunk white guy <laughs> Any compilation I've seen has included that dunk, and it literally, like, kills me every time. I'm like, this man is amazing. Honestly, I think the best in-game dunker. I think they're just the best dunker. It's crazy, because, like, we talk about stars not having appeal when they come to Canada, or, like, the marketability of, of Canada. But now we're talking about it changing because of the internet. It kind of is the, the great equalizer. But Vince Carter was the most marketable player for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was the number one all-star vote-getter. Kevin Durant talks about the Raptors being his favorite team because of Vince Carter, right? So it's like all of that has been debunked in the past. So like the idea that it's just this thing that's continued when it's like, no, the Raptors have that. It's just about having a superstar that is marketable, that is, you know, has these flashy in-game dunks that like kids love and, and people gravitate towards because it's not something that you could think that your re- regular YMCA baller could do you know what I mean it's clearly yeah. a very special person. and um Vin- Vince was that he was the biggest star in the NBA for for a while or at least had that light and could have become that guy if things had worked out for him better you know knee injuries and all that other stuff that that plays a factor but he really like the star was so bright with him and that was with him as a raptor which is incredible yeah i really wish he had like a better send-off and i 
I hope we haven't seen his last game. Like, I hope, I don't know. I hope we see him. I it just didn't want it to end the way it did for him, yeah. especially with, like, the virus. Because he yeah. deserves a good send-off. You know what I mean? Like, he's Vince Carter. Yeah. What a legend. I know. I really hope this isn't how the season ends for him. Crazy times we live in. Crazy times. We'll see. If, if it is. He's forever memorialized on YouTube. <laughs> His dunks are literally everywhere. They're so grainy, though. <laughs> you... They're so bad. The Make them so HD in 4K. Looking... That's broke boy behavior right there. That that should be your answer, is I watch grainy YouTube videos. <laughs> yes, that's my broke boy behavior. <laughs> Watching grainy YouTube ball videos. <laughs> So we went kind of out of order. We did the dish already, which was us talking about, you know what, Rudy Gobert, let's actually celebrate him instead of condemning him. He is our hero, actually. <laughs> we went into the dime bag, which we had a lot of questions. Thank you so much for sending them in. And and now I think we should just go into our dime. We haven't done it in a while. Do you guys have a dime? It's just someone in the NBA who has been a perfect 10 for you. It could be because of the outfits or the unboxing of Amazon packages that he receives while in quarantine. It can be because he saved the NBA from having corona because he took a bullet for the rest of the world and Donovan Mitchell, who you possibly very likely gave it to as well. Could be anyone in the NBA that is your dime. I let our guests go first. Hard to take this one. I will probably have to say, okay, I talk about him all the time. People are going to think this is annoying, but I think Devin Booker is 110% a dime. Let me explain why. Let me break it down for you. Devin yeah, Booker, first of all, <laughs> first of all, certified cutie, certified cutie. <laughs> I think the cutest guy in the NBA right now. <laughs> Second of all, the Suns have just been such a cool team since Devin Booker <laughs> has been firing off his threes. He's basically carrying the franchise. I used to mm-hmm. make fun of the Suns. I was like, "What a poverty franchise!" Everybody, the even the Suns fans, made fun of the Suns. <laughs> And now I'm, like, kind of rooting for them. Like, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool when they, like, have a big win against, like, a team that, you know, they didn't think they were going to win against. He just has a lot of spirit, has a lot of heart. Devin Booker, dime in the NBA. Thank you so much for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> if Devin Booker owned a pet pigeon, how would you feel? No. <laughs> I'm nuking him and his pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even say no pigeon. I wanted to see what was being prioritized. <laughs> so, Devin Booker had the pigeon. I stopped watching NBA. <laughs> Sidra? Um, I'm going to have to go with Norman Powell. Because... <laughs> That's so Dude, easy. It's easy, but my heart just hurts for him. Eastern yeah. Conference Player of the Week comes back like one minute into the game mm. and injures himself. Mm. Like, cut him some slack, universe. Like, just let him live. To my dime, it's gonna be Donovan Mitchell, cause I feel bad for him. He's so upset. He he's mad at Rudy, even though none of us really know if Rudy gave it to him or not. But I just I feel bad for you, Donovan Mitchell. It sucks to have a, a teammate who was so careless, um, and could have very well have infected you with it because apparently 
according to Woj, Rudy Gobert was being careless with his teammates' belongings and touching his teammates and really spreading germs around that locker room. So I, I feel yeah. bad for Donovan Mitchell. He handled this in a very mature way. Uh, his statement was great. And unfortunately, he did test positive for the coronavirus. So hopefully both him and, and Rudy Gobert feel better. I agree. I agree. He's handling it pretty well, too. I saw his statement. and He's just like, everyone stay safe. Wash your hands. Seems like a good guy. And I think our joint dimes, like we all have our individual ones, but I think our joint dimes right now are all the NBA players who really stepped up and did what their owners should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Zion Williamson, who's a 19-year-old, he is a teenager on a rookie-scale contract, and he's the one who stepped up. And the owners are billionaires. They're not going to Gil lose Benson- money. Gail Benson all. has three billion dollars, and Once she won't do it because pay. because she's only a tenant of the whatever Caden Cake Baby whatever arena the New Orleans so Pelicans play in. She's only a tenant of that building, so she can't pay the hourly wages for the workers who aren't going into work right now because games are canceled. It doesn't. It's too complicated. It's too Sounds complicated like for her to get news. into it, but it's not too complicated for Zion Williamson to figure out how to sign a check. Like how a nineteen-year-old person cares more? Well, uh, you know what? Is, is is that person a boomer? Because I wouldn't be surprised. Like she's in her seventies. Boomers she's, go. She's 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 in her. She's an awful human being. If we can just take some time to talk about Gail Benson as, as a person, <laughs> so Gail Benson uh, is the billionaire owner of both the. Um, NFL team, the Saints in New Orleans, and the NBA team, the the Pelicans in New Orleans. She inherited those teams from her late husband, and she is just a trash human being. She was the one who came forth. She was one of the owners who came forth and told Roger Goodell that the players need to stop kneeling. She was one of the vocal voices about that. I think one of the first owners to to say something about that. She, according to her Wikipedia, is a philanthropist. When I started looking into some of her philanthropy, I found that it was, you know, um, possibly helping cover up some child molestation scandals from the Catholic Church, you know, doing good in the world, apparently. She has been involved in multiple lawsuits, 18 lawsuits, before she became a billionaire, married married her husband. She was involved with at least 18 lawsuits from her employees about unpaid wages and contract breaches and things like that. So she's just been a shitty human being her entire life. And now comes out with a statement saying she tries to help in any way that she can possibly help. But this is too complicated for her. It's too complicated for this 70-year-old woman who's been screwing everybody else out of money, who's found ways to loopholes to help the fucking Catholic Church during their biggest crises, but can't figure out how to help people who are reasons why she is profiting, right? Like, she profits off of their work. She can claim yeah. that she's of the building but we she needs those workers there but apparently in this instance she can't help them it's not like it's gonna make a dent in her pocket she's 72 she's not long for this world it's not gonna make much of a dent to you a month a A month month of wages to a billionaire these people are probably not making that much money it's literally (laughs) not gonna make a dent and the fact that a 19 year old kid he's still a kid the fact money, that he's like, I you know what? The money that inherited from her late husband and is the reason why his children have not inherited that money. But, you know, him, his third wife. Well, did. damn. Just, oh. There's a story there. There's a story <laughs> there. Well, we should just 
just do one episode about her. We have so much time. <laughs> we should just do investigative pieces on owners. We, we got the time. <laughs> CSI, NBA season. <laughs> Rithash can lend us her, like, crime tools. Like, you've got to have some sort of sneaky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yaz and Rithash. <laughs> You're criming. You and Yasmin can get the criming for us to get the scoop. She will get on that ASAP. <laughs> Disgusting. Also, like her whole like, I'm just a like, I'm just a person that uses this facility. Like, as if Zion is not just like an employee of yours. Like, why are you nineteen year old? How are you letting a nineteen year old look more mature, more sympathetic, more professional than you? So, Giannis is another person who stepped up and say he would donate. Blake Griffin and Kevin Love have stepped up and said that they would donate 100000 But players who are making millions of dollars shouldn't be doing what owners who are worth billions of dollars should be. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are three billionaires who have stepped up, and one of them is the Cavs owner. And if Dan Gilbert is making you look like a cheapskate piece of garbage, you need to reevaluate yourself. And that's to, you know, the 27 other owners of NBA teams right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's a business. Like, every time I want to complain about the NBA, you got to realize it's, like, awful people trying to make money. And definitely good people, too. But mostly just capitalism. <laughs> Anything else anyone wants to add? Um, sorry for coughing. Love you all. No, basically, no. We <laughs> hope you're all staying safe yeah. and not freaking out. Yeah, exactly. And washing your hands, please, please wash your hands. And your butts. <laughs> and watch your mother not just toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. And school's canceled. We can talk about that. We wanted to talk about UFC and Ryzen, right? I hate them both. We ended up talking for so long we didn't actually close the pod. <laughs> we just went off on our tangents. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much to Rataj for joining us. Everyone should go follow her. She is incredibly funny at Kyle Lowry Burner. It was so much fun to do this pod. Thank you everyone for your continued support. Please give us five stars. Please subscribe, please share it with all of your friends and family. We will continue to come out with podcasts during this time of social isolation. Um, I'm practicing social isolation this weekend. I ended up canceling my plans, not going out. It just made the most sense. It was the most responsible thing to do. I knew it while I was recording, but was acting as if I was actually going to go out the next day when (laughs) I don't even like going out when I'm healthy. Uh, So yeah, everyone, thank you so much. Please stay safe. Please stay indoors. Some more editor notes. Um, There have been more owners who have stepped up and are are contributing and in paying. So shout outs to Robert Sarver and other people, I believe, who've done it. All the Raptors have come out with negative tests, including Sergi Baca, who spent most of the night guarding Rudy Gobert. So that's incredibly positive and great. So some, some news, some things have changed. Also, I should say everything that we talked about with Gil Benson was alleged. That's probably important to have in here. Uh, Information that I did through quick Googles as well as Twitters. I don't want to get us sued. We have zero money. We don't even have a Patreon. So um, thank you, everyone, for your continued support. Like, not like, give us five stars. That's the one. Uh, Share, subscribe, do all of that good stuff. And we out. Till next week. Or possibly sooner. Who knows? Bye.